there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself and joined as always by my co-host Henry. Henry, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. We have a brand new studio set up. That was the first time ever we heard the audio as for the intro Ooh. as we came in. And oh my goodness, that was a banging start. I feel so hyped now for the episode. I, we could go record like five more episodes if no we wanted doubt. to. No doubt. Well, we got a fun episode today. Today we're going to be responding to some public statements surrounding the alternator as well as revisiting the SMG meta in Season 8 after some minor tweaks to the Volt at the beginning of this season. We're kind of going to update you guys on if there were any major changes because of that. Before we do any of that, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ThirdPartyPod. Follow us on Twitch. We stream Thursdays and Saturdays, Apex Legends. Come and hang out. And also, if you'd like to help continue the Third Party Podcast and the community we've grown, please consider supporting us on Patreon. The support recently has been insane. With your pledge, you can receive bonus episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, replica weapons, t-shirts, and much, much more. Your support means a lot to us, and we look forward to chatting and playing with our awesome patrons. Let's read off a five-star review before we dive into the SMG meta. Review today coming from Johnny Rocket one First of all, this pod is amazing. Henry and Shay are great hosts, and I always listen to the pod while doing my daily chores. Have you guys ever done any fan art for Apex? I just love the community that revolves around fan art. I was wondering if you guys have had any part in it. We have not made fan art ourselves. Uh, I don't know. Do you consider yourself an artist, Henry? No, not particularly. Yeah, but we, our version of contributing to the fan art is we have our socials, the Instagram and Twitter, more so the Instagram though, posting fan art and such all the time from artists trying to get the best of the best, the attention that it deserves because this community's fan art is absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's really awesome. We love to see it as well. Um, I don't know, maybe more free time. We'll get out the the pastels or work on something ourselves. I think we were chatting off air about maybe uh, sketching some legend concepts that we came up with. We made our own legend concepts. So yeah. maybe, yeah, we, maybe we could sketch out our legend concepts. But I'll tell you right now, it would just be a, a stick figure. So. I could probably get some clip art, put it together in PowerPoint. <laughs> it's called graphic design. That's, that's not drawing. <laughs> let's talk about, let's, let's get into the topic. Let's get into the crux of it and talk about the SMG meta. So essentially this spurned from an alternator change and an alternator, I don't know, public statement. I think that we'll stick with that. That's still. right, Shay. Stick with that. This coming from Daniel Klein. Uh, Daniel, lead game designer on Twitter, tweeted that, Fun Apex fact, the alternator has a higher win rate than that of the R99. Wow. So this was big news, honestly, and Shay and I both saw this ripple across Twitter as well as Twitch and on YouTube of a bunch of players and content creators using the alternator a lot and saying, like, this is the best gun in the game. And I think it had quite a profound public opinion impact for the alternator and when daniel says something it is very much going to be focused on he's got all the data he's got everything that uh, we could ever dream of having here at the third party podcast have access to so his word is very much taken by all these content creators and such and it's run with for better or for worse i would say it really is and before we go into the clarification that was put out a lot of the assumption based off of the verbiage here 
was that more players win games with the alternator than with the R99. That's a very mm-hmm. profound statement. That's that, what win rate sounds like. Yeah, that rattles the community and definitely made me take a step back. But yeah. He went on in a thread to kind of explain more so what he meant and what the actual uh, figure he was looking at was. Yeah, he talked about what win rate was and said, the short answer is it's encounter win rate. How many downs are scored by people using this weapon versus how many downs are scored against people using this weapon? Not exactly the statistic that I think we were assuming it was when you heard the term win rate per se. He also went on to say that we look at average downs per pickup and average damage per pickup and in that the R99 scores way higher in those categories. Yeah, and so I guess before we kind of tear into both of those and try to break it down, um, one thing that's very important to think of when we're speaking about the alternator is that it is considered to be a more early game weapon Mm -hmm. that genuinely uh, players will swap out the alternator for the R301 or the R9 or another different ammo type weapon. It's more on the early game. So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad, but that fact is going to significantly impact other statistics like Mm -hmm. average damage per pickup. If it's an early game weapon and people don't have purple armor, then the average damage that it's going to do is going to be lower because the enemies that you're shooting at will have less hit points to, to knock off. So it really, the use case of the alternator really impacts how it's going to perform on all these statistics. Totally. I mean, the actual use of the SMGs is something that we'll revisit during this entire conversation, but so interesting to see how the data actually uh, leans into some changes here and some thoughts around at least influencing what people think in a pretty drastic way and that there is actual change. Before we talk about the meta itself, let me just throw in that season eight SMG change reminder just so all our listeners have it uh, fresh off the top of their head. The Volt had their bullet damage decreased from 16 to 15, and the Alternator had the bullet damage increased from 15 to 16. One damage point each. I think we're going to soon talk about uh, if that really shifts the meta in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and you know, here we are now recording this episode, a couple weeks left in Season 8. Um, we acknowledged this on the release of Season 8. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't really make a big deal of it uh, for two reasons. The first being only a few weeks before did we do our SMG meta episode. Mm-hmm. I was at the very end of season seven. And so it was very fresh in our minds. And we looked at this one damage up, one damage down, not really going to shatter the meta. We acknowledged that it would bring them closer together, but we didn't really dive too deep into it because of the timing. Um, and so here we are back based off of this kind of public news statement, and I think it's overdue. I think a lot of people have the question, what is the state of the alternator and the Volt? And so we're going to get into it. I think it's really important because the SMGs just play such a large part in this game. They, yeah. they really do. I, there's a lot of people that build their entire loadout and a lot of legends that are uh, benefited by playing their entire loadout around what SMG to carry. So understanding this meta is probably just as important as understanding the AR, AR meta. 
but there are some interesting differences between how we look at those two metas in comparison to each other. Uh, and that's something I think we will revisit as well. Before we do anything though, make this big announcement that absolutely kind of blew our minds to say the least. Yeah. So huge, huge update for everyone. I mm-hmm. think this will likely blow everyone's minds. Um, Shay and I have been playing Apex for more than two years now and have been diving deep into numbers, weapon stats uh, for over a year now, hours and hours in the firing range, face down in the calculator trying to put these weapons head to head. <laughs> and we have never once noticed one very important thing. Extended mags and their rarity impact weapon reload speed. This is insane. Let me just rephrase that a bit. There is, in Apex Legends, faster reloading. That is something that is connected to attachments Mm -hmm. that's in the game. But that's something that we were never, like, we just never heard of. We've been playing the game since day one. Never heard of it. There was never a change to it. So it was never in the patch notes. Like, that's how we never have seen it. Like, we were... We swore that we've looked at all these weapon stats websites and wikis and it's never been on there. But for some reason, with this change, or not with this change, but digging into this episode, Henry just happened to kind of come across information. And then that man was like, okay, I'm going into the firing range. This has got to be a lie. I'm about to report some Wikipedia for uh, false information. But yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, and just to give an example... So the Spitfire is a really uh, profound uh, base reload of 3.8 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly long. Um, when you get a common extended mag, that remains the same. So you still have the 3.8 seconds. If you go to a blue or rare, it goes to 3.5 seconds. And then purple uh, is 3.31 seconds. So Nothing to scoff at. That's nothing. really nothing to scoff at at all um, because essentially the difference between a common magazine and a purple or gold magazine is a half a second faster reload on the Spitfire and in a game where most of the time to kills uh, for all the weapons is about a second, a half a second is something to uh, definitely uh, swallow and I mean, if, if it, it impacts just, the game, if we added a half a second onto any of these SMGs, you know, just like decided, hey, let's take off a half a second. It would change how we perceive these guns by a pretty good amount, I would say. Absolutely. I mean, so this was a big fact that uh, you should definitely tell your friends it will blow their minds. I'm still in shock about it. Like yeah. even this morning I was in the firing range just like no way mm-hmm. with my stopwatch trying to figure it out and it's a real thing. So test it yourself. But I feel like that was a major announcement before we uh, crack into the numbers. Yeah. Let's dive into the numbers now and break down each SMG and essentially see if we can pull anything from that to make any uh, big crazy statements or big crazy uh sweeping third-party loadout changes. Can you convince me that the Alternator is the best gun in the game, as Daniel Klein might make us think? We will see. We will see. This will take a couple minutes to fully break down, but we're going to go one step further than we usually do Mm -hmm. when we uh, break down the stats, and I think it's an interesting comparison, 
I'll leave it to the listeners to make up their own mind whether or not it means something to them, but I think it's important to showcase. Um, but first, we're just going to tear right into the alternator. Um, essentially, magazine situation on the low end, base mag size is 19 bullets, top side 27. Um, body damage is 16 with headshot of 24, so that's now one up on the body uh, in this season compared to last. And then rounds per second is a stat that you're not going to really see thrown around uh, on the interwebs. Um, usually it's rounds per minute. Because this game is so fast, uh, we change that into seconds because yeah. it's a lot more uh, applicable, I think, and it, it makes more sense, I think, to listen to. I do love that they just say, we'll give you the rounds per minute for yeah, these like guns. Like, I'm going to make, yeah, make some huge sweeping decisions based off the rounds per minute when final rings are less than minutes. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to look at any weapon, I think, through that lens. So well, it's like the it's the lens that you see like like real guns and such yeah. like come through. And so like I think COD adopted it because of that. And so I think shooters have just drastically kind of adopted it because of that. But yeah, let's go rounds per second. It makes it, a lot I more sense. Yeah. yeah. So for the alternator, it has ten rounds per second. And you're gonna find out shortly that yes, as you may expect, that's a little bit on the slow end. Um, but the damage per second is maybe a little more important than that rounds per second, but it's at 160 damage. Um, you reflect that into the time to kill stats and the accuracy stats. Um, you, you, that's where you get the impact. So damage per second directly translates into that time to kill. Um, and so for this episode, we're going to break down both the common time to kill and the purple time to kill. Because of Daniel. Because of Daniel. Yes. Um, normally we just look at purple just because I think that's kind of the easiest to base around. It gives all weapons a fair shake, I think, and that they have their purple extended mag and they're going against purple armor. Seems most fair. Well, and uh, honestly, like we always look at this for like, okay, what do you use in the end game? Yeah. And I think there is a, there's a good gap for us to I think our audience at least might be interested in and you should be interested in. We should put more of an emphasis on there might be a slightly different early game meta than there is a late game meta essentially yeah and that's the question yeah things change a lot potentially potentially so yeah we're in this breakdown we're going to try to decide whether or not there is early game dominant smg and whether or not it changes into the late game Mm -hmm. Um, and so the time to kill for an alternator going against an enemy with common armor and you have the common mag on the alternator the time to kill is going to be 0.94 seconds to get a knock, and the accuracy requirement to get that knock is going to be 45%. So you're going to have to hit 45% of your shots with a common mm. mag in order to knock an enemy, no low profile, no fortified, um, with common armor. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we change that up to purple armor and a purple mag, and the time to kill gets upgraded to 1.25 seconds and 48% accuracy. Um, one, one and a quarter seconds on a time to kill is quite, quite slow. Um, especially for an SMG. Not what you would expect from an up close weapon like that, the SMG. So that, that's definitely, and I think that's what everybody kind of knows is the SM, like the alternator is kind of potentially known for having that slower time to kill. There's some trade-offs that we'll talk about once you finish these stats though. Yeah. The first thing is, um, outside of kind of the damage and the time to kill is the reload. and. As you are likely aware, Shay and I are big proponents of 
swapping, mm-hmm. especially if you're using an SMG. Um, but it is important for us to look at the reload because we're doing a pretty in-depth comparison. Um, in terms of a tactical reload for the alternator, we have 1.71 seconds. And a full reload, I mean, there's no more uh, bullets in the mag. It's going to be just over 2 seconds at 2.01 seconds. Um, these are not bad. Um, they're pretty much in line. Um, as we compare with others, we'll be able to talk more about them. But overall, alternator, pretty solid based on these metrics. But everything's relative. Everything is relative, so let's get some of those comparisons in there. So, alternator's big brother, R99. Is it big brother? Well, the big brother, like is that the relationship? I don't know. They're they're probably related in some way. They're both light. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're cousins. I don't know the age gap. I would say the prowler is the cousin. Yeah. And then I th- I think brother. The same family. Unless you unless you want to start saying like father. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people seem to think that like the alternator is the R301's younger brother. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the RE45 is the R99's younger brother. Which would, we don't need to be gendering these weapons, I guess. That's true. They're related. They are related. Anyways, that was a tangent. <laughs> anyways, so the R99 in terms of magazine, um, quite interesting in how it's laid out. Base uh, mag size is 20, so one above the alternator, but on the top side, um, it has 27. So the alternator and the R99 have a max magazine size uh, of 27. Same thing. But we see a drastic difference in the damage profile. We're looking at 11 to the body, 17 to the head. Um, And that trade-off of decreased damage per shot um, is complemented by a severely increased rounds per second. And for the R99, we have a rounds per second of 18 bullets. That's fast when you think about uh, the alternator that has 10. Almost double. Yeah, so a lot Mm -hmm. more, you know, as Bangalore would say, this thing spits lead. Um, (laughs) It really does. And that rate of fire and the damage profile equal out to a damage per second of 198. And that's a really, really great number to look at because if you think about your damage per second being close to 200, um, normally an enemy with 200 uh, uh, or an enemy with purple armor has 200 damage, 200 hit points. points, Yeah. So if you're close to that uh, damage per second of 200, um, that's a really, really nice time to kill that we're going to sneak into. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of just a good kind of check on the numbers if you're close to that 200 that's really really good but now to the time to kill and accuracy requirement first off with all common time to kill is going to be 0.76 seconds with an accuracy of 64 percent um essentially we compare that directly with the alternator alternator has a time to kill common of 0.94 seconds or 99.76 seconds with common um significantly faster that's significantly mm-hmm. faster. Um, you know, 0.2 seconds is very, very uh, important in this game. So that difference is definitely drastic. But it's interesting that you have 0.2 seconds approximately uh, faster on the time to kill, but 20% more accuracy required in order to get that knock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of how many bullets you have to hit, um, it's harder uh, with the R99, even in the early game. So you're going to be a little faster, but equally 
more difficult to get the knock. They're yeah. very balanced when you look at these numbers. I mean, there is definitely a trade-off. If the R99 had the uh, dam- like the damage per second and the accuracy requirement of the alternator, yeah, these guns would be much harder to compare. But there are trade-offs, like you said, and it's very good that there is a... Like, we love about this game, the weapons. There's balance. Like, these two guns can get the job done in two very, very different ways. It just kind of is going to depend on your situation, but keep going. Yeah, well, I like what you said there. I mean, I don't think that Apex gets enough credit for how amazing the weapons are. You you shouldn't be able to balance two SMGs with the same ammo that have drastically different fire rates. And I think accuracy is kind of like that send-off or like that trade-off you normally use for balancing things. But it is interesting how even in Apex, they haven't shied away from having like the quote-unquote high skill cap guns because there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I'm so confident with my R99 accuracy and such. And so that's like interesting, but even despite that, I don't feel like totally just destroyed if I'm running in somewhere with the alternator and the stats kind of support that. Yeah, they really do. And I just find it just fantastic that you can, in this season, reintroduce Anvil to Mm -hmm. the R301 and the Flatline. And the 3030 and the G7 are still completely relevant. Like, they are not outcasted. And there isn't, like, a head and shoulders above AR meta. And I love that because I use the ARs. And I feel very confident with the Hemlock, Flatline, R3, whatever. Um, and so I just, little plug, love the weapons. <laughs> um, and it's really cool. I think we both have learned to love the weapons even more, uh, diving deep into the numbers, because we kind of see how they do compare to each other and how mm-hmm. they balance them. And here with the R99, we see a proportional uh, decrease in time to kill with a proportional increase in accuracy so it's like very much a, a even scale well it's it's just so interesting because oh, to continue the tangent slightly before we get right back on topic but we have never played a game as in depth as we've played apex and it's crazy because legend balancing yes there's pick rate and win rate and stuff but it still feels like so much of it is just balanced based upon opinion with the weapons, there's not a lot of opinion that goes into balancing these guns. It strictly seems to come down to the numbers, and they're just so good at it. And we see so many issues with guns in other games that it is so amazing that we don't really have to worry about it. Like, yes, there's always going to be something that people are complaining about. There's always going to be the quote-unquote spitfire meta, but even so, the numbers say that it's not a broken gun right now, based off what John told us last uh, Wednesday. So, very interesting. They do a great job. Purple accuracy, though. So the purple time to kill is a just over one second at 1.01 seconds on the time to kill. Perfect. We love it. That's an amazing time to kill for any weapon. Uh, one of the fastest in the game. Uh, but on the flip side of that, we have a 70% accuracy requirement. So mm-hmm. you have to hit 70% of your shots in a purple mag um, in order to get a knock against someone with purple armor. Um, that's extreme. That's, that's as extreme with. as it gets. The R9, you know, shares both sides of the spectrum in that it has one of the fastest times at kill, but it's also uh, one of the hardest in terms of the accuracy requirement. Um, one thing that we're not, you know, it's difficult to speak to, um, but 
we're not giving an, a big focus on recoil profile. So we're not really going into, okay, how hard is the recoil uh, to control on mm-hmm. the R9 versus the alternator? Um, we're trying to do that in terms of the uh, rate of fire mm-hmm. or the rounds per second. Um, and that if it's slower, it's easier to control. If it's faster, um, it's harder to control. But that is up to uh, perspective and opinion. Because it, if you feel like you're dialed in on recoil mm-hmm. and you understand it, then you can either burst and, and have some uh, easier time controlling the accuracy. So that one we don't really dive into, but we can say that you have to hit 70% of your shots. Yeah, it, it would get so confusing because there's guns that, have predictable recoil patterns and there's guns that have random recoil patterns as well and so if we started bringing it up every time we talked weapon stats and such it would just add so much of a opinionative kind of argument that can be pretty much ignored and broken down by these stats and then add in that recoil as maybe a variable later based upon your own personal kind of beliefs honestly I will say maybe we'll have to talk about kind of recoil design later on. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a developer mm-hmm. on to talk about it because I think how the recoil patterns are established for different weapons is insane. Like some weapons will go left, right, center, and then left again. Mm-hmm. The R9 goes, you know, straight up with a slight to the right and then it hovers there. Like Classic it will stop. Ish, yep. It's really, really weird. So there's a whole lot of patterns and mm-hmm. art style in terms of recoil, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but now to the reload uh, profile of the R9. Um, we have a tactical reload of 1.62 seconds, uh, but then a full reload of 2.21 seconds. And again, we're going to compare this directly with the alternator. Um, faster on the tactical reload. And keep in mind, these weapons have the exact same amount of bullets on the top side. Mm-hmm. So... It's a very even uh, comparison. I think you look at these guns and you look at that accuracy and that rounds per minute and the I think the stereotypical thought and the, I think, easiest things will just come away from with this is that, okay, the R99, higher ceiling, harder to use. I think the counter argument for that and one that was news to me, like looking at these guns, because I always perceived the alternator as I think lower skill gun doesn't do it justice, but essentially the the slightly easier gun to use. But there is that increased headshot damage, the eight point difference on the alternator and the six point difference on the R99. And so I think it's interesting that there is still room to do such a big increase, eight damage points with a headshot of the alternator. That adds like a skill cap into the weapon that I didn't think was there beforehand because that you know we talk we don't talk headshots because headshots absolutely alter and change every fight drastically and they're so incredibly inconsistent but if you're good enough to be beaming with the r99 you might be good enough to be hitting headies with the alternator and then i wonder where that conversation goes essentially yeah i think it it really comes down to personal preference Mm -hmm. and we again like you said we don't really discuss headshots because they're inconsistent and hard to kind of say oh well as long as you're hitting headshots mm-hmm. this is the best gun in the game like totally that's as long not as very you're good headshots actionable on any gun. advice yeah. like that's not great um but to circle back to the reload um we see that the r99 faster tactical but significantly longer on the full just reiterating the 
gun design in that faster uh, bullets, so faster rate of fire, mm-hmm. uh, faster time to kill, harder accuracy, and you're going to get punished if you empty a whole mag into the air. Yeah. Um, so then maybe a little side tip. Um, try your best to not empty the entire uh, mag if you're up close and you're going to save almost a quarter of a second. Yeah. A um, tactical reload is nothing to really mess around with with any guns, but more so than any with the R99. Yeah. It's no joke. Um, and so now to swing over the fence, go for the Energy SMG, um, longtime favorite of ours. Oh. Probably one of my favorite additions to the game in general. I think the Volt um, is a really warm welcome to the weapon pool. It was great after so many snipers back to back. (laughs) No doubt about it. Um, But if you have recalled uh, to our last episode uh, regarding the SMGs, we really picked the Volt as a favorite. So we're going into this with that knowledge, that perspective. Um, But there was a change. Mm -hmm. So first off, looking at the magazine, starting at 19. Same as the alternator, uh, but capping out at 26. So one below the rest um, of the other SMGs. Mm -hmm. Damage profile, 15 to the body, 23 to the head. Um, Just sitting one below the alternator. Um, And this is new. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of the rounds per second, we're looking at 12 um, compared to the alternator that has 10. The R9 that has 18. The Volt slightly faster than the alternator, but obviously not even close to the R9 in terms of rate of fire. Um, damage per second, um, the Volt is sitting at 180, so just under that 200, um, but significantly kind of in the middle uh, between the alternator and the R99, mm-hmm. um, which is something to call out. Um, but then looking at these time-to-kill metrics, um, as well as the accuracy, if uh, you're going up against common with common, uh, the time-to-kill is going to be 0.83 seconds, and then with a complementing accuracy requirement of 48%. Um, looking at that kind of in a vacuum, um, it's sitting right, uh, in the middle um, between the alternator and the R9 in terms of time to kill, uh, and just a little bit harder, uh, to hit those shots than the alternator, um, which I think is interesting. You know, it fires a little bit faster. You have to hit, um, one or two more shots in order to get the knock with mm-hmm. common. Um, that's essentially a toss up, uh, in this game. So, uh, interesting to see kind of early game difficulty. Um, is essentially cut and dry in between the alternator and the volt, but the volt is way faster in mm-hmm. terms of time to kill. Um, going all the way up into the end game with purple attachments, um, the volt has a time to kill of 1.11 seconds and an accuracy of 54%. This is the big one, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, here's where we start to feel this uh, one damage uh, decrease on the body damage on the volt. Because that uh, damage per second essentially pulled the Volt way far away from the R99. Mm -hmm. And we'll circle back to that. But essentially, it's a tenth of a second slower in time to kill in the late game. um, But substantially easier to hit those shots at 54%. So it's not something to ignore. Mm -hmm. um, But it's definitely not in the same... uh, not in the same lane anymore as it was in the past in season seven and six it definitely it definitely got a little bit of a nerf like no doubt about it and it's funny because we used to joke one damage like decrease that's not gonna alter anything yeah and this was kind of the first time i think we looked at the damage increase and probably because they happened simultaneously 
but we were like, wow, this actually kind of pulled some things a little bit closer than we've kind of had any smallest change like that do so in the past. And it's crazy to think about the difference between them. Like last time we did this meta breakdown, because last time we did this meta breakdown, we were like, uh, there's not a reason you should like ever really pick up the alternator instead of the volt because the volt just has a very, the, the gap was even larger. There's still a gap right now in certain categories, but the gap was even larger. So kind of interesting to see them uh, closer up and have like this alternator on one spectrum, R9 on one, and that volt just kind of sliding in the middle. Like yeah. it's pretty dang close in the middle on a lot of these things, except for this like accuracy where then it pulls a lot closer to the um, alternator. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, to just kind of review our season seven you know, findings that the Volt can achieve the results of the R9 mm-hmm. with a substantially easier accuracy requirement. Mm-hmm. That was the conclusion. But now in season eight, we see all the Volt's numbers have been kind of shifted down to the alternator. The alternator has been brought up. And so now the Volt is actually closer in theory to the alternator than the R99 in a lot of ways. In mm-hmm. terms of time to kill, the Volt's definitely still uh, much superior than the alternator, but a lot of the metrics are really, really similar. Um, to finish out kind of the, the books here, um, reload for the Volt is at 1.44 seconds, and full reload is at 2.03 seconds. Um, essentially, that's the fastest tactical reload in the SMGs. That's a big win for the Volt. Um, I think that tactical reload is uh, most often the important one to look at, but that full reload uh, is the second slowest. So mm-hmm. it's slower than the alternator. Um, and so we we look at that. And it needs to be said, like, I think we sometimes get carried away and people say, like, we've gotten a lot of messages saying you guys like hate on the R99 so much during the shows and stuff like you guys don't always uh give it the credit it deserves because people love that gun people love that gun so much we're gonna get to it so <laughs> let's get to it that's essentially yeah. i just wanted to throw the caveat in that we know that there is a very big powerful ability with the r99 it doesn't show up in these stats though and so now let's talk about that and how just crazy that can be yeah i mean to give the r99 the props that it deserves um it has the best rounds per second best damage per second fastest time to kill um, has a killer full reload and the accuracy requirement is really difficult uh, to use in that kind of medium to close range. Quick plug to the alternator and having the fastest full reload in the SMGs mm-hmm. just meaning, okay, it's a little slower, maybe a little easier to control, but you're also going to have more flexibility if you do still miss all your shots. So it's just a nice little mm-hmm. nod, I think. But the R99 has a somewhat unknown uh, special ability like you're saying um in that when you're in eye color range if you can identify the eye color of the caustic that you're beaming mm-hmm. um hip fire becomes a really important metric to look at um and the funny thing is um in the game engine all weapons hip fire um kind of spread can be compared directly with the r99 so the r99 is kind of the base here and we look at first the standing hip fire spread uh, is a one then for the R99. You compare that to the Volt, uh, which has a 2.75. So substantially more spread while hip firing than you would be aiming down sights with the Volt. 
continuing that, um, if you were to be running, so if you were to be standing and running, so you're going, you know, left to right, you're strafing, uh, the R99 spread is going to be 1.5. Again, compare that to the Volt, 3.25. So a lot more uh, variability mm-hmm. in your bullet spread in terms of when you're not aiming down sights with the Volt. Um, and then finally, the craziest number here is if you're crouching uh, and hip firing, uh, the Volt has a score of 2. The R99 has a score of 0.8. And what that means is that the R99 is more accurate in terms of bullet placement Mm -hmm. when you're crouching and hip firing than you would be uh, crouching and aiming down sights. Really, really weird. Uh, Honestly, quite weird. It it plays into uh, the mouse and key uh, accuracy a little bit more because they seem to enjoy that hip fire a lot. But I love these numbers because these numbers kind of showcase how different the smgs are while still all being smgs and that like based off what legend i use what playstyle i'm going for and what my secondary gun is that's going to really impact which of these guns i would look at choosing uh for my personal use like if i'm using that volt it's because maybe i have the eva with it and i can use that volt much more confidently as an ads closer to an ar style gun because it has that higher accuracy and still some time to kill. Plus the uh, bullet drops very nice on the Volt. But if I'm using a R31, a G7, or something else, and I really want something for super up close, and I'm playing a legend that gets up close, that hip fire, if I can play into that, and just being very up close with the fast time to kill, that's going to lead me to choosing that R99 over the Volt in that certain situation, just because of how drastically different they are in that close range, and just how drastically different they are used. I think you love to talk about all the time, like, I, like the R99 is just hard to use at range. You got to burst fire it. That's mm-hmm. not the case for the Volt at all. The Volt, you can pretty dang confidently put it two times on uh, and have serious success with it. Yeah. And that's kind of why we still will lean a bit to the Volt just because of the versatility. You know, it can really fit into a loadout in a lot of different capacities. Um, I think it's also important to mention that this is the alternator episode. The alternator has a much more similar hip fire spread than the R9 than it does to the Volt. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the case of that comparison between the the Alti and the R9, um, the rate of fire, time to kill, damage per shot all lean us towards recommending having a more consistent shot placement while scoped in with the alternator. But it is important to to identify that the hip fire spread on the alternator outperforms the Volt's hip fire and the damage per bullet. So, you know, up close, you have to give it to the R9, then the alternator, then the Volt. Medium range, you might go Volt, alternator, then R9. Mm -hmm. So it's like in different use cases, the lineups and what you might call the meta really, really change. And that's why this episode's so important. Because if you know this information, you're going to be able to have much more success and get the most out of your guns and the selections that you are making by a very substantial margin. And that's something that I think is very, very exciting. So just a few more closing thoughts before we go into some questions. Um, The first thing is the SMGs have always been and are now more so than ever the most competitive class of weapon. Mm -hmm. Super close together. Um, Definitely uh, fractions of a second between all of them. And they're all, you know, fully automatic. They're all very, very similar. They have the same stats. So it's a really fair comparison. And man, 
it's an aggressive, you know, battle in between them. Totally. Um, we also learned that the impact of one damage uh, to the body uh, is a major change. Um, the Volt DPS, because of that change, went from 192 to 180, which made it substantially less competitive with the R99 that has a damage per second of 198. In Season 7, like, it was, 192, it was, 198, that's, you know, potato, potato, doesn't really matter. And then with that accuracy, like, there was no, there was no point, yeah. essentially. But now, dropping it down to 180 takes it really far away, honestly, from the R9 in terms of the damage output. Um, so that was quite uh, shocking and shows how important one, one damage can do. Um, in terms of that accuracy with purple on the Volt, it increased by 4% not too scary, but that time to kill change of 0.07 seconds is very noticeable, again with the R99, um, because the R99 is now a tenth of a second faster, and it used to be uh, a third of a tenth of a second, Mm -hmm. that 0.03. So they really uh, space those two weapons out a lot um, in terms of just establishing the speed and dominance of the R99 in the right hands. They They gave them each their own lane to thrive mm-hmm. in and I, I actually really like what they did with these changes honestly and the alternator changes definitely made it slightly easier in terms of time to kill and accuracy uh, but it's still far slower than the others and that's important to mention um, the last kind of thing i kind of wanted to pose as a question to ourselves is are you going to keep the alternator or are you going to swap it to an r301 if you find one and that's a question that I think we always have. And most often than not, we'll probably go to the R301. Mm-hmm. But we both also do like the alternator a lot. The feel of the weapon, I really have been enjoying for years, it mm-hmm. seems like. I really do like the alternator. But the R301 is better in terms of it has more bullets, has a higher damage per second, faster time to kill. But the less damage per shot and much slower ADS movement of a 50% reduction compared to a 15% reduction on the alternator make it so, you know, if you're up close and moving, hip firing perhaps, um, the R301 is less effective than the alternator. And I like that because essentially the R301 is a better weapon, but it doesn't replace the, uh, the presence of an SMG like mm-hmm. the alternator. Yeah, I would um, take those. Those are great closing thoughts. And I'm just going to recommend to our listeners that if they haven't yet listened to should you use a secondary episode a week or two back, listen to that episode and listen to this episode. And you're going to understand the up close meta of Apex Legends uh, very well. And you're going to be able to make some very informed decisions and hopefully raise your game by a pretty good margin. I think those two in combination because SMGs. And some of that, the P20 hammer point, like... No joke. No joke. No so, joke. like, know what you're doing, know what you're listening to, and you'll be able to make some pretty dang awesome decisions. Let's wrap it up now with some five-star questions. First one coming from Pastor Kid number three. This podcast is the go-to place for all things Apex. They help me stay in the loop of news and help me get better at the game. I no longer run in monkey brain with Octane, but I actually think about what I'm doing. My question for you is, with a Spitfire primary, what loadout would you run if you were going for the win? Also, what site would you run and preferred legend in this loadout? Thanks for all the advice and everything else. Thanks so much for the review and a really fantastic question. Uh, I mean, the Spitfire is without a doubt a very competitive weapon. Um, Shay already knows what I'm likely going to recommend with yep. this. Um, with a weapon like the Spitfire, 
you want to embody that tank persona, <laughs> you want to be able to just continue to fire. Um, and I think Gibraltar gives probably one of the best uh, options for that. So just ADSing, using the Spitfire with Gibraltar is really nice. And then in terms of a second weapon, I would just go full into the Henry loadout and go G7. Uh, yeah. Just because it, it gives you that, that versatility of a substantially longer range. It's a great loadout for that long range. If you want to use the Spitfire, but also be a bit more up in people's face and aggressive, maybe your Octane or Bloodhound, you could throw that two or three times on the spit and then partner it with maybe a shotgun. So like the Eva 8 or something up real close, like a R9 or P2020 hammer point. Uh, but also don't sleep on Rampart. Like obviously she gets the buff from using the LMG and in combination with those amped covers, you can do some serious uh, damage with that Spitfire. It's a very good combo. But yeah, Spitfire G7 is one of my most used uh, weapon loadouts still in the game. No doubt, no doubt. Next question coming from Bears Beats BSG. I've recently just started playing about three weeks ago and have loved the game ever since. In hopes of bettering my gameplay, I stumbled on your guys' podcast. A definite five stars, no exceptions. My question will be, how do I have to change the way I play going from standard to ranked? Do I need to be more aggressive or just stay alive? Thank you guys again. Great question. Great reference. Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. Um... Yes, you're going to change how you play when you're playing ranked, especially as you climb higher in rank. You are going to start playing slower is not always the best word. You're going to play more strategic. If you're listening to the podcast, you're going to be scanning more beacons. You're going to be playing for power positions. You're going to be playing to have great strategy, take fights that you have a higher chance of winning. Like hopefully the fights you're taking are third parties. Hopefully you're not being contested off the drop and losing 36 ranked points off 50 fifties. There's going to be a lot more strategy in your game and that will probably tend to lean to a slightly slower play style. Absolutely. I think that early on, you know, if if you're new to the game and you're maybe enjoying ranked, I certainly do. I like the challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, Kill points can really carry you. So I think bronze, silver, gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily change the gameplay too much. Totally. Um, but if you do crack into platinum and maybe diamond, losing 36 off rip or 48 off rip hurts your heart. Extremely hurts your heart and really stacks the numbers against you in terms of how much you have to perform in the next game in order to offset that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a win alone is only 60 points. So if you're losing 48, off drop like okay well we have to win this next game um it gets pretty tough so you're definitely gonna be playing for positioning and placement in those upper ranks but i would just continue to uh to go for kills and obviously try to go for the win totally next question bridges to ashes great job guys this is a very informal and excellent podcast i recently got into titanfall 2 i found the gun that seemed excellent in both games though there are many the g7 slash g2 so i was wondering which one do you think is better if you can even compare them keep up the great work excellent excellent question um i'm a fan of both obviously mm-hmm. uh, g7 g2 i definitely really like them didn't use the g2 so much in titanfall 2 um, but after Apex, I revisited and uh, had great success with the G2. Yeah, G2, G7, tough guns to compare. The gameplay of these two uh, games are just so drastically different. Uh, I think G7's got a special place in our hearts now from an hour spent uh, standpoint, at least. 
Without a doubt. I mean, you think about the rate of fire and the time to kill and the mobility in these two games, and they couldn't be more different. So I don't think we can say one is maybe better than the other because uh, they're just from different. They're in the same universe, but pretty much different game universes. Yeah, totally. Next question coming from No Ray. No Ray, I recently started playing Apex Legends on Switch and immediately looked for a podcast to learn some tips and tricks. I tried a few others, but the third party was the one for me. I love the vibe of the hosts and the content, and I've already started winning games after a few listens. Thank you so much. Greetings from Israel. My question, I'm having a hard time winning gunfights. What is the number one tip for improving my performance? Great question. And I think it's tough because not a lot of fights are taken in a vacuum of one-on-one and such. Uh, And so playing with your team and having some strategic uh, in-fight capabilities, and that's going to be really key making sure you're successful as a team until two people are shooting one or you guys are communicating at a very high level, isolating one person, taking them. So you are at an advantage in all fights. Uh, In terms of just actual gun skill kind of thing, though, I would say work on that crouch spam and strafing left to right. Those little things might help you in certain situations and change the tide as you continue to climb the ranks, as I'm confident you will. Uh, you're going to notice a lot more people strafe in and crouch spamming and such. And so it's going to be something you're going to eventually want to work on incorporating into your game. I would just add that use your abilities, you know, as you get more comfortable with the game, you know, make sure that those, that tactical is an extension of your mobility that you're using it in fights. Um, And then my other kind of classic plug is use batteries and pop that bat instantaneously. Mm -hmm. If you take a bullet, If you take, you know, 50 damage, getting that battery started earlier and ducking behind cover at the same time, really, really important because you want to be winning those gunfights at full health. You don't want to, you know, get nervous and say, okay, I have to keep my eyes on target. Get behind cover. Like the time to kill in this game is so long that normally you're going to have time Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what, unless they're really up in your face um, to be able to get a battery out. Last but not least, from your guide to life, quick question, what's your favorite drop for the new rank split? Mine personally is Hammond Labs. Thanks so much for the review and the question. Uh, We recently uh, put out an episode about the best drops that we use uh, on Olympus, a little ranked reminder. Definitely go check that out. Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell you right away, Hammond Labs is a very bold choice. It's low on our list. I'll be completely honest with you. So many variables, so many people drop there, and there's a Third party central, essentially there. Everything gets funneled through Hammond. With that, though, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Follow us on Twitch, Third Party Pod. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down.